the beginning. I gotta leave it there, me. Your husband's here. But nothing comes back. But something has. It's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. On this week's episode of Read, Watch, or DNF, we travel to someplace with a lighthouse via a plasma wall with five other ladies with quick trigger fingers to search some alien fallout site because we bumped uglies with their husband's body snatcher in Jeff Vandermeer's eco-horror novel, Annihilation, and its 2018 film adaptation of the same name. And we ask the question, why did they take the biologists off the spectrum? Also, what the fuck was that? Welcome back, everybody. Uh, to all of our returning listeners, we love you so very much. If you're listening to us for the first time, this is Read, Watch, or DNF. It's a bookish podcast where we, Mel B, and the Jackie D. Hello. And also, A, she stops by every now and then, and she's here with us today. So hi, A. Hi. 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 Yeah, we're your hosts. Uh, and we're going to drunkenly break down book-to-screen adaptations. Every time we do this, we flip a coin, see who's going to read first or watch first if we haven't already done so in some recent past. Uh, and then we we take notes and we come together and we swap and then we we decide if the order in which we read watch changed how we felt about the adaptation. Um, sometimes it does. It's kind of surprising. Sometimes, not all the time. Most of the time, it's pretty clear cut before we even get started what we're going to enjoy. News. We have big news. It's really why we haven't been putting out that many episodes lately because we've been fucking busy. Jackie and I work. A's got like six kids running around her house. Like, I don't even think she knows who all of them are. So like we're busy, but we also have the publishing company, BDA Publishing. Remember that, that idea that popped up at a bar and here we are. Yeah. Well, we have one book out, but we have like five that are now scheduled to come out. And that's what we're working on. So we're at December right now. Starting next year, 2024, we have, I'm pretty sure, no less than five books coming out. It might be more. We have our Patreon going on. So if you want to get free eBooks for all of the books we publish, we have some uh, OG slots still open. They're only a dollar. And our other tiers, $3, it gets you just that. All the books we publish are going to get an e-copy. The $1 OG tier, if you get into that, there's only 10 spots for it. You grow with any other tier we add on or any other rewards, you get that as well. Because you took a chance with us and decided you were going to give us a dollar each year. And if you're in Canada, it means you're really giving us like a dollar seventy five. <laughs> so we appreciate you. But get in that because we, we have merch, we have sneak peeks, we have our Monday moods where we put together a curated list of fringe books for you with its own customized, personalized playlist on Spotify. We have our Wednesday whips, whips meaning work in, uh, works in progress. We give you an excerpt of one of the books that we're working on. Now we have a ton of them. So each Wednesday, you're going to get a paragraph, maybe sometimes a little bit more of what's going on in there. 
And then on Fridays, we have our Fringe Friday. We just posted um, a Fringe book that is essentially Sharknado meets Don Quixote. We're going to give it to you so we can open up your library, open up your boundaries for book reading. But we also explain why it's Fringe and what's going in, what's going on in that book, right? We're going to tell you a little bit about it so you can see. You can try it out. We'll even give you a link to the book. We're doing all the work for you. Then we have other things too where when you have short stories coming out or uh, our YouTube that we're going to get started, we're going to give you behind the scenes, which is probably just going to be me and A yelling at each other while Jackie drinks off to the side on camera. It, it'll be fine. It's like, what's that show? Family Matters or whatever. It's going to be us. We're going to be amazing. You're going <laughs> to love it. Also, we have like art. When we commission art, you'll get the first to see it. Any Anything we can give you early access to. And then, of course, it gives you access to the exclusive area in our Discord community, which is really starting to pop off. Social media. So <laughs> you can still find us. We're just under BDA Publishing. So just, just go there, any of the accounts, any platform, BDA Publishing. Again, on Twitter, you can find me. It is now, it was ReadWatchDNF, but the the. Tr- tag has changed now so it matches up with all my other ones so it's mc bell underscore rights or underscore reach just put in mc bell there's literally there's nobody else that does that and it's surprising because i thought it would be pretty common it's not i'm unique god damn it <laughs> you can go to Day publishing or mc bell something and you'll find us and if you really want to get in touch with jackie just find one of us and we will tag jackie for you or we will go over and smack her upside the head with the phone so she'll get down and answer you. Please don't. I will. Jackie, who are our F-bombs going out to this episode? Our loyal listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us while we figure out our copious amounts of shit. Yeah, there's just, it's a lot. We did this to ourselves, so we're really not complaining. We can't. But we're trying to do better for you guys because you were here first. And they exist, too, because I get a lot of uh, people messaging me or tagging me on social media. It's like, when are you guys putting a new episode? Or they're, like, super passive aggressive about it where they'll just, like, subtweet it. They go, just me sitting here waiting for the next episode. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) All right. Yeah. They did. That to us is actually really cool. You being super passive aggressive and a dick to us because you want to listen to another episode. I'll take it. What are we drinking? Well, I am drinking Sam Adams winter lager because tis the season. Yay. Tis the season. Hey, what are you drinking? Cheese dip? Cheese dip and air because my husband forgot the alcohol. Wow. Cheese dip and air. Your stomach is going to be fucking tore up. Wait a minute. Are those cheese covered chips? Okay. So, so listen, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Right. I'm listening. So I'm, I'm eating Doritos, not to cheese chips. Right. Okay. With, um, I just saw the orange, like all over her thumb. No. And she's going to be touching her computer. I'm not. I have these two fingers. I'm an FPS player, so I can use two fingers. It's still, it's going to be like the fallout's going to be falling on the keyboard. Anyway, and she's nope. got like onion dip there or something. What is that? Yep. Front onion dip. You are dipping Doritos yep. into Lay's jarred 
Yep. And you give it a try. It's good. That sounds absolutely Anyway, you made that same face. Nope. You made that same face when I ordered that weird ass Philly cheesesteak and it was it was good. I'm sure it was. I did not try it. Oh, but listen to this. Okay, this is what I'm drinking. I am on this kick of um, the bubbly pink Moscato. It, it's just so good. I fucking Instacarted three bottles the other day, but then I had to throw other stuff in there so I didn't look like an alcoholic. So I was like, uh, waffles and a bag of chips. And I don't know what else I put in there. Yeah, I don't know. It was random. I just, I really just wanted the booze. Anyway, A and I last night went and saw Thanksgiving at the Alamo Draft House because that's the only way we watch movies now. I need to be wined and dined while I. <laughs> <laughs> watch Eli Roth movies <laughs> okay first thing the movie is fucking hilarious I straight up like laughed from my belly at one part <laughs> Jackie would not enjoy it Jackie would not like it but it was funny oh, yeah, the, the dumpster yeah the dumpster <laughs> well, my brother my brother apparently took his kids to go see that mm. yeah and he okay. said that he was laughing out loud the entire time and even made some very loud remarks to the point where his daughter Piper was just like, Dad, I had the shit a couple times. Like, I don't mind being loud, but she would only be loud when it was quiet. <laughs> that is the only time she'd be like, eh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shh. I'm talking like, it's like explosions, things yelling, people crying, screaming. And then the minute it goes silent, she's like, let me tell you about something. Like, no. look, look, look. I'm sorry. That's how it's supposed to be. Anyway, so we're there at the Alamo Draft House. We order. We just go fucking buck wild. A's had a week. I've had a week. We got there early. We we said we made friends with the bartender to the point where if I go in there, he knows what I want to drink, and it's a surprise. We have like a wink wink drink together. Um, so we order loaded fries, and there's something spicy on them. But. We order this pizza and we share it. It is the nacho something pizza or nacho ordinary. It, uh, it's a play on words. It's nacho ordinary pizza because um, it's yeah. got not. You see what it did there? Yeah. Because it's got like nacho shit on it, which is really, it was good. I'll say, but it was but spicy. It was hot. Ooh. Yeah. It, it, it hurt my butt. Yeah, it did. And we had fried pickles too. So. Yeah. Those are always good. Yeah. We, we had, yeah. I was I made it home just in time. <laughs> and we we drove through some backwoods bullshit. It was scary. I had no idea where we were. And and I won't admit it, but A did say that it was scarier than her mountain drive. I will say it it was comparable because her mountain drive when you're on your own in dark i okay when i left her house yesterday it's like 10 30 it's fucking dark because we live in the country and there's no goddamn lights anywhere but also her add it to the side of a mountain okay at least me i'm flat a's got all that but just on the side of a goddamn mountain so i'm coming down and i swear it's so dark up ahead that i look like i'm driving into the end of the universe Oh, Jesus. I'm just going to drive off and disappear and end up in some annihilation situation. It's going to be some plasma wall. <laughs> it's just, if you see the shimmer, just go in the opposite direction. No. If I see a shimmer now, I'm going straight through it. That's where my life's at. Jackie, do you have any drinking games? 
We sure do. Uh, it was kind of wow. difficult. Yeah. It was kind of difficult to find any valid drinking games for the movie itself because apparently there's a drinking game involving cards called Annihilation. Mm. Um, and then there's also a video game. I don't know how many people play it, but yes. There's a drinking game for a video game? Yeah. Or it was just oh. the rules for a video game called Annihilation. I don't know. Oh, I didn't, got it. Okay. Yeah. Didn't yeah. go too deep into it. But from our lovely friends up north, drinkwin.ca. We love you. Yes. Drink when anyone says or you see the shimmer. Drink when anyone says or you see the lighthouse. Fucking lighthouse. Drink when a cell splits. So anytime Natalie Portman looks through a microscope thing. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Drink when there's a flashback or forward. And drink when someone or something is killed. Are you trying to get people alcohol poisoning? Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of some things getting killed. It's- I mean, aren't technically the whole time they are dying? Yeah. So wouldn't they would just they are constantly in a state of being killed. By yeah, so shooter. just drink the entire time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about what this is. <laughs> I watched this movie years ago when it came out because. It looked cool. It looked super sci-fi. It was pretty. The previews, I was like, ooh. And then Natalie Portman, she's bae. So I was always about whatever she was in. I like her. Um, watched it. I, I didn't know what was going on when I saw it years ago. But I was like, it's cool. Like, I remember finishing that movie going, oh, that was cool. I like that movie. That's a cool movie. And then I was excited that we were going to do this for the show because I went, I'm going to read it now. So now I'm going to actually know what's going on. That's not what happened. So, but Jackie went into it blind, didn't you? Yes, yes. I I read the book first, and then I actually watched it with you and A. Yep, the three of us sat our fat asses down on the couch, put it on, and just jaws slacked the entire time. Because, like, what is this? What is this? And then A's just here. She reads and watches stuff, like, all the time, so... We just kind of roll the dice and figure she's probably she's probably read it, seen it. So here we are. Jackie, you want to read the Goodreads or you want me to read it? Because that is thick. I mean, I, I've been talking nonstop for like five days in a row. So have at it. That's got it. Jack, Jackie's been teaching. I have not. All right. This is what Goodreads has to say about the book Annihilation. Area X has been cut off from the rest of the world for decades. Nature has reclaimed the last vestiges of human civilization. The first expedition returned with reports of a pristine Edenic landscape. The second expedition ended in mass suicide. The third in a hail of gunfire as its members turned on one another. The members of the 11th expedition returned as shadows of their former selves, and within weeks, all had died of cancer. In Annihilation, the first volume of Jeff Vandermeer's Southern Reach trilogy, we joined the 12th expedition. That's another thing. I I had no idea that this was a trilogy. We all went into it. We're like, 
there's three fucking books. <laughs> but yeah, never, never once said that. But anyway, the group is made up of four women, an anthropologist, a surveyor, a psychologist and de facto leader. And then our narrator, a biologist. Their mission is to map the terrain, record all observations of their surroundings and of one another. And above all, avoid being contaminated by Area X itself. They arrive expecting the unexpected, and Area X delivers. But it's the surprises that came across the border with them and the secrets the expedition members are keeping from one another that change everything. I'm going to go with, I, I, don't, I don't really agree with the whole, I think it's, it's just the fucking place. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't, I don't really think the people's, but anyway, you know what? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. IMDB, five words or less. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. I, but, okay. But it is nature. Mm-hmm. So like at our laws as we know it, but isn't that sort of blasphemous when you're talking about science? Because if it's doing it, then then that would be its laws, right? I, that, I think- are we thinking too big? I don't think we need it where the laws of nature don't apply. I think a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone would have been sufficient. Also, I don't really think it's that secret because in the book, it sounds like they're looking for people off fucking Craigslist. (laughs) This is not in the movie. It looks like it's some secret government agency black hat thing right where she's like well he his friend was like yeah you should come do we're at a bar and then he saw something in a newspaper and then she saw a flyer or some bullshit so maybe like it's obfuscated i like that word what's really going on but i wouldn't say it's secret anyway what do you think about those eh? about which one what people were saying the run thing i I don't know i think I think they just threw a dart at a dartboard and just put words together because that's, I don't know. What is that? What the hell is that sound? That would be my husband sanding things in, in the background. I'm sorry. D- does he need to do that? Okay. Cause like I, I can edit it out if you're not talking, but you mute yourself. So when you come back on, it's, it's, it's okay. I, I pissed it. I'll tell him. Okay. It's okay. Okay, cool. Cool. I mean, well, I'll find a part to put in some of his sanding so he can be a part of the episode. Uh, that'll be like the intro sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Reviews. Our favorite part. I honestly think we should just do episodes of nothing but reviews. This is just fucking golden. What people will take their time their precious, precious time to memorialize on the internet about their feelings. All right. You know what? A and I will go ahead back and forth on these Jackie's since Jackie's. All right. So the book on Goodreads has about like 217 ish thousand ratings, uh, 23, almost 24,000 of those people took their time to write reviews out of five stars, it has an average of 3.76. Technically, this is considered a horror. Some have it labeled under science fiction. That's not wrong either. It, it does both. Um, 
and you t- you tend to get these type of ratings under that, especially if it's horror, because we've just been talking about this a lot on social media, where you know, scary <laughs> is is not a description that is like a feeling. Uh, if you go into a book and it, you think it's horror, then you expect it to scare you. And then when you're not scared at the end, you're like, well, that was fucking lame. And you give it two stars when really it was a beautiful, absolute masterpiece that deserved five stars, but it didn't scare you. I bet it did. Cause you're a pussy. Anyway, uh, 3.76 out of five, five stars is 25%. Uh, three, four, four stars is 37%. That's the highest. Um, 25% again for three stars. And then about it's about 10% total for one and two stars. So yeah, four stars seems to be like what people are giving it. First review for Goodreads. Five. Fine, fine, fine. All caps. I'm buying book two. See, this person knew it, it had another book. I didn't know that. Now, five stars. This is Sadie Hartman, Mother Horror, her review. I had a strong feeling about this book, about this author, all caps, actually. First, cover design, perfection. Second, lots of friends that I respect, bookishly, have praised for the Southern Reach trilogy. See, she knew it was a trilogy, too. We're just over here dumb. Third, as soon as I started reading, I felt like my... It felt like my type, and I loved it. No spoiler review. This book is strange, beautiful, tense, smart, and a little creepy slash scary. In other words, it's everything I want in a story. This has an event horizon. Oh, that's a good one. Alien expedition to alien territory with a crew of unreliable characters plot trope. That's absolutely true. I love the narrative, which reads like field notes. Yep, very epistolary. Thank you, Nocturnal Readers Box, for the Area X Field Notes Journal. Oh, that's kind of cool. Our female protagonist is someone we can relate to, but who is also surprising and capable. I loved her tales told in flashback, especially the scenes involving her husband. I loved the ending. I loved it. I loved it. I loved, and now I want to read the next one. Get on this, people. That's for the book. Yeah, Dr. Moreau. Meets Sphere, meets Hunger Games, meets Lord of the Flies. What? Meets. Okay. The first half of the Mad Adam. Tra- what? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Mad Adam. I know what it is. And I, okay. Um, equals this bizarre intro into the Southern Reach trilogy. There may even be some groovy transcendentalist throw. What? Oh. Thrown somewhere in there. The platform here is potent enough. A dose to in. Wait, did I read is, that wrong? Is potent enough a dose to ensure? I didn't read that wrong. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's just worded a little weird. Okay, uh, novels. Yay! I just how did Lord of the Flies is a stretch. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, if you put Lord of the Flies in there, you could also put Animal Farm in there, and the way it turns out, so that's valid. That that's is valid. valid. Okay. That is valid. Okay, bye. So that was four stars, Dr. Moreau. We have three one-star reviews for you. Lovely. First one star. What the fuck was that? No second question one mark. Star. Yeah. Just second one star. No. That's no. it. That's all. No. no. Just no. No, period. Last one star. Well, dot, dot, dot. I finished it. 
dot, dot, dot. Mostly because I paid nearly $10 for a 139-page book. Even at 139 pages, it seemed that the author used as many words as possible to say as little as possible. Some may enjoy this writing style, but I do not. I am also typically turned off by books such as this one that use hypnosis as a major plot cornerstone. Hmm. But it... Okay. Oh, maybe they think it's it's too convenient. Like, oh, you were hypnotized. You don't know. That's why you're unreliable. It's fucking weird. That's what it is. All right, IMDb. Movie now. Movie. 350,000 people have rated this, but only 2,233 last time we checked spent the time to review it. And out of 10 stars or out of the scale of 10, it, it's averaging a 6.8. So it's like right on with the book. Kind of. Yes. 10 stars, it's about 18 or no, 5.2%. Nine is 8.6%. Eight is 21.2%. Uh, then we got seven stars at 28.3%, six at 18.6%. Five has the highest, and that is at third. Um, no, not five. It is, what had the highest? I was just reading. Oh, seven at 28.3%. I'm over here bumbling through numbers. It's it, people are all over the place with it, but it's 6.8. Average is about seven. Now, <laughs> it reviews. Some of these reviews in the higher is going to be something I probably would have put when I saw this before I read the book. All right. 10. Stalker meets the color out of space meets Natalie Portman. What? What? <laughs> what? This is a science fiction film for people who really love the genre. It's not just an alien adventure movie. I don't think there's a fucking alien in to begin with, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> it attempts to introduce entirely unique perspectives on living creatures and the laws of nature. Okay. The unraveling of these elements is delivered with suspense and mystery, but it also doesn't deliver in any easy answers to the questions it raises. Many details are A-R-E, all capitals, left unexplained. Yeah, because they don't fucking know. That's, that's the whole point of them going in there because nobody knows what's fucking going on. So anyway, this may perturb some viewers. But if you like to think for yourself what something may mean or otherwise just draw your own conclusion, you will enjoy this. Okay. So if you're like a quantum biologist out there watching this movie, then maybe you know. <laughs> Annihilation is abstract, surreal, and visually stunning. I will give it that last sentence. Absolutely. P.S. It also has one of the most high-tension horror scenes I've ever seen. I literally shifted in my seat. Okay, I will agree with this. And uh, I just watched the Eli Roth, like the, the history of horror, um, but they also have another documentary did where they got a bunch of horror directors and writers and commentators and stuff, a bunch of PhDs as well, talking about different moments in horror movies and ranking them and this actually ranks pretty high on their list because and this is coming from horror directors they say they were not expecting what that director did and it's a woman who directed this so when we talk about that bear scene if you've seen it you've seen it and you know it's uncomfortable and you don't expect it to just linger 
And that director, she was like, nah, fuck this. Hold my beer. Stay right on it. Now zoom in on her face. Now stay. Yeah, that's intense. I will give it that. And that's about it. Anyway, that one scene. Seven. Do you need all the answers and a nice tight ending? If so, don't watch. I can respect that. Do you need all the answers and a nice tight ending? Wait, did I just read that? It's every no. Wait, there was what? it's no. the first one is the title, and then they chose to repeat it for the actual review. Oh, um, we'll pretend I know how to read today. Okay. Um, I say that not because I look down on anyone who needs that. Sometimes I need that. This is one of those more ethereal thinkers that some like and some don't, though there is some pretty good action too. There are several scenes that honestly just scared the crap out of me. The acting is good. Back to me. The effects are good. The premise is interesting. From the reviews, I was expecting much more glaring plot holes and fewer questions which were actually answered. I'm trying to avoid spoilers, so let me just say that I thought that while there were not a lot of concrete answers, we got some good theories proposed. In Slamming the Movie, I saw one reviewer compare it to Sunshine, where he also, which he also hated. The review was that was what actually flipped the switch and got me to watch it, but I'd say this is a good test. If you don't like movies like Sunshine, also written by Alex Garland, you probably won't like this. We have another seven star here, but this one's good. The title is Flawed Tumor. Not perfect by any means, but I am still thinking of it 48 hours later, which in my book is a job well done. What is your book? Could be a grower over time. What? (laughs) It's a grower, not a shower. Could be a grower over time, but as Garland continues to deliver solid work that I love, we'll let this piece rest a while and allow it to mutate like the world within the shimmer. You're comparing this movie to cancer. You're like, it'll metastasize soon. It'll be, it'll be all over. Like, what? That's awful. That's awful. It's really bad. All right, I'm going to read this one star. It, they don't even spell the title of it, right? They just say, annihilate this morose, or no, annihilate this moronic film. <laughs> That's clever. I see what you did there. A bit of medical mumbo jumbo mixed in with a nebulous sci-fi theme and dot, dot, dot. A bunch of semi-militarized women wandering through some kind of radioactive jungle were treated to numerous flashbacks of supposedly meaningful bedroom talk, uh, which is probably interesting if you're a lifetime fan, but does absolutely nothing for the rest of us. I can respect that. The little action that occurs is absolutely not worth the wait. I should have known, of course, when I saw Portman's name in it, that a mainstream film with a popular actress is bound to be vanilla. But mom and dad, quote unquote, was still entertaining. This was just a news fest. This movie deserves a negative rating. What the hell did I just watch? They need to take this movie out back, tie it to a tree, and old yeller it. That's excessive. Okay, because old yeller didn't ask. It didn't ask you shot. Yeah, that was... We don't need to bring Old Yeller into this. Yeah, animal abuse is wrong. It is wrong. This movie was, in all caps, god-awful. I truly can't think of one reason to watch it. Overall, skip at all (laughs) costs. We did not heed your warning. Last review, one star. Forget the rating. This is garbage. I wasted my life watching this. I waited and waited and waited. And then, the end. 
Annihilation of my brain cells is what this movie is. Think of the worst movie you've ever watched. Now this is worse. I feel like that's not possible because Steven really always outdoes himself anytime he puts on a movie. I watched a werewolf movie with Angela Lansbury in it, all right? I don't think you can get any worse than that. Yeah, don't even ask me. And you know, you know, here I go. Let me get my soapbox real quick. You know why I'm pissed. Because he puts the movie on and then falls asleep. Because apparently he needs a movie to fall asleep. And he loves like really shitty 70s, 80s, early 90s horror movies. The ones where like they, they, they made in a cardboard box behind someone's house. Yeah, that, that type. Uh, he falls asleep immediately. But I can't fall asleep if there's distraction on. So I've watched all these movies. Watched them all. There's one that's like a Dracula movie, but it looks like a high school play that they just are following the people around on stage with a camera. Anyway. I'm angry now. It sounds awful. It is awful. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Casting. Let's talk about the cast here. Now, we're already off to a, a bad start when we start naming these women, because if you've read the book, you'll know that they don't have fucking names. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. But I guess... For casting and for credits, they couldn't not have names. So here we go. Jackie, you got this. Okay. Hmm. Who, who, she's the biologist. Who fucking cares? Lena, is that how they pronounced her name in the movie? Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's played by Natalie Portman, uh, who we all know from... Lonely Island song, um, and also Black Swan, V for Vendetta, Thor. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars episodes yep. one through three. So the ones that came in the middle, because that's how numbers work. Um, she played Padme. And then we have Kane, played by Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Who is Poe? He's from not a Star stranger Wars to weird episodes movies. seven through nine. He likes the weird movies, yeah. and I like and him that he does the weird movies. I think that's why he this he's is true. so attractive because he's not classically yeah. attractive. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on with his face that's odd, but altogether, it's very nice. Jackie, no. I just want to point out that you miss probably Natalie Portman's yeah. greatest movie ever, The Professional. What's that? When she was 12 years old. Oh, yes. Sorry. That's like way far down. Yeah, I that's way far down movie. on the list of former roles. And I just couldn't, I couldn't scroll anymore. So she should have stopped after that. Well, you know, she did for a while. Yeah. That's why there's a big gap there and why she refused to do certain type of roles. Because yeah. I guess... Her being 13 years old and getting fan mail from men, you know, sexualizing her yeah. was enough to be like, you know what? This is fucking weird. I'm good. And I, I respect her for that. Yep. 
Then we have uh, Dr. Ventress, played by Jennifer Jason Lee, who, going way far back, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. She was also in Weeds and Road to Perdition. And she's she's another one of those actors that you see her face and you're like, I know I've seen her in something, but you can't pinpoint what it was. Then we have Anya, played by Gina Gina Rodriguez. My mouth, my brain is not working today. Um, Most recently, Jane the Virgin and Miss Bala. What's Miss Bala? It's where her friend gets kidnapped by the freaking cartel and like sold into freaking prostitution. And she goes down there and she fucking fucks shit up. I love how while Jackie's describing human trafficking, she's just laughing. I was not laughing. You were laughing. (laughs) Jackie's like, whatever. What was it? Jackie does not like human trafficking. Okay. She is not a supporter. Any anything. She's a lot of her career she spent trying to fight it. Just saying. What's next? Then we have Cass played by Tuva Novotny. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that she did in Sweden, and apparently she was also an E Prey Love, uh, if you've seen that movie. And then Josie played by Tessa Thompson of the Thor movies and the Creed movies and Passing, which was another episode that we did. And she was in Westworld. A joined us for that Mm -hmm. that Passing. Fuck that movie. I still hate it. It's not that bad. All right, let's get into this. Let's, um, Let's talk about what's going on between this movie and this book and vice versa. Uh, it's a whole lot of different. We talked about how they don't have names in the book. They also added an extra character. So this is where I thought it was interesting. In the book, there is supposed to be, I believe, a fifth that's with them. But something happens during the training. It's very, um, it's not clear. But that that person does not continue on and make it through the plasma wall with them. So we have the four of them, and uh, they're just the biologists, the therapists, the surveyor, and um, who's the other one? She went pretty quickly. I can't remember. Yeah, because I think one of them was supposed to be a linguist, because I remember later on in the book, they're like, oh, man, it would have really helped if so-and-so were here. Um, but anthropologist, maybe, is the one that made it through. I think the linguist is the one that didn't make it out. Anyway. So they, they add that back into the movie. Usually, when you go into movies, they start cutting characters, because it's easier to have more characters in a book, because you can keep control of it. So this they did the opposite. They're like, Nah, it's not fair that that bitch didn't make it out. We're gonna, we want more women with guns surviving together because that's that's gonna be drama. We can work with that. Also, I think they wanted to have some weird, like pseudo sapphic thing going on on the side, um, that they don't really get that deep into, so it's just sort of. I I don't know. It's just like, hey, they could be digging on each other, but don't worry. We're going to kill them in the next 15 minutes. Like, uh, it's like unnecessary, but they wanted to check a box. That's what it felt like. So the hypnosis, 
in the book, it's a thing and it's, it's brought on right at the beginning. They talk about it. It's part of the expedition. There's reasoning behind it. Um, that's why the therapist is with them. Um, it, 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 and it's like, you don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Did it, hypnosis bother any of you that it was part Not of the me. I didn't even know that it was a part of the plot. So every time they were talking about hypnosis, you're like, oh, what's that? I know. I, I don't even remember that being a dis- topic of discussion. <laughs> I realized that when A says that she's read a book, you have to ask her very specific questions because her definition of read or to read is a very loose one. She can skim the pages at 90 miles an hour and she will consider that red. Well, yeah, some books, some books are just too slow or way too over my head. So I'm like, cool. If a turns a page in a book, she read it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I respect that. But in the movie, it, it's, it's almost like it's not there. I wonder if it's because they didn't know how to, properly portray it without it being cheesy kind of hoaxy yeah cheesy yeah that's a good word i don't know do they even do it in the movie no i don't think so but i think in the book it was an easy way to explain how things happen like they got into the area x or whatever without trying to get too technical or having to come up with some other weird way but still make that mystery hold of what the heck is this place. Yeah. Yeah. And the, one of the explanation that's given for, especially for them crossing through is that they, it's to protect their minds essentially where it, it's something that's so beyond comprehension that they don't want to risk a, like psychosis from trying to endure it. So they hit, they get hypnotized, which mind you, the therapist is hypnotizing herself. I want to know how you do that. Is that possible? Doesn't seem like it should be. Because if it is, I really want to know, can somebody reach out and let me know? Because that's what I'm doing at work every morning. Make it through the day and then snap me out of it. I need that. So anybody... They don't even, she doesn't even explain in the book how she does it to herself. I let, you know, here we are. We're talking about these characters. Like she didn't explain it. It's the author. The author was just like, yeah, she hypnotized herself. Don't worry about it. Fucking move on. (laughs) That's fair. fair. Yeah, they don't do it at all. But also in the book, it has a big part because it explains her, um, she does get contaminated. And it explains why all of a sudden she's, not susceptible to the hypnosis. And that's how we realize that the therapist is doing something weird and maybe isn't exactly who she says she is or her intentions are different from the group, something. I actually, I don't even rarely remember what the therapist deal was. So hypnosis movies like, nah, fuck that. We ain't doing it, but we'll give you a bear. No, that that's was, like half tree, half skeleton. That wasn't a fucking bear. We're going to rip some lady's jaw off dead on. We're going to be staring you right in the eyeball as we do it. I respect that. So I think it's an even trade. Bear, <laughs> jaw. Hypnosis. 
pants there for Nopia. <laughs> it was like the bear or wherever the fuck that was, where it's all screaming the sounds mm-hmm. of um they added a bunch of stuff, uh, animals and things into the movie that weren't necessarily in the book. I think the first animal they come into contact with in the book is that boar, mm-hmm. which seems similar to um the bear like it's half skeleton half whatever um but they were gonna they were gonna kill it uh but then it just like i don't know it recalculated its route while it was running at them it was like recalculating turn right right now and it just like veered off (laughs) and then didn't come to them they're like don't touch it big thing i want to talk about though is the technology so in the book they make it a big point to talk about how they don't bring technology through with them because it's like learning and they don't want to give it anything that they can use. So they have very sort of like um, kind of like when we went through basic training and all of our equipment is from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It's like that. But even worse, because they have like uh, 19th century musket balls or whatever like, that they're using. <laughs> They're using like revolvers, (laughs) black powder and shit like that. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's not that bad, but they have like really sort of um, rudimentary weapons and older style uh, automatic weapons. But in the movie, they come through like it's a fucking SWAT team. Mm -hmm. Like Delta Six just landed through the plasma wall. They are geared to the teeth. And I think in the book, only one of them has a gun. Not all of them. I think they all each ended up getting one for when they went into the, what she calls the tower and everybody else calls the tunnel tunnel. or whatever. Yeah. Um, But one person was controlling them before that, I think. Maybe. Yeah. The surveyor. Mm -hmm. The surveyor is like. um, Former military. Yeah, but also, okay, I'm going to say this. I don't know how to say it without sounding. It's going to sound a little crass. So just stick with me. A, you can correct me. Like, she's like a dyke. She's portrayed as like a bull dyke in the book. And then they sort of do that in the movie as well. Like, she's just really abrasive, really butch. Um, and it's odd. It's an odd characteristic where to be all three of us are former military. So when I see stuff like this, is it true? Like, sure, there's always going to be that one, but there's always that one super feminine male soldier as well. But when you ever see somebody as prior military, no, they look like they're part of a motorcycle gang in a book or or a movie. Mm -hmm. So I just I don't know. It's it's a very sort of um, ignorant perspective or perception on women in the military because they made her like very crass and they they also they put a lot into her personality of her being former military where she's like really untrusting and really sort of um trigger happy and like unstable and i think they lean on the fact that she's prior military for that i don't know where i was going with that but that's how i found her character both in the movie and in the book reading it and that's why I think in the movie they added that extra woman to go through because they wanted to give you that little, um, there might be something between them. And it's like, cool. What? 
what's going to happen? Oh, you're going to kill the one right away. Got it. And that's going to set the other one off. Like, I don't think it needed a romantic catalyst um, for her to, to go crazy. Mm-hmm. I think you can just be in an alien area realizing you, you you made a mistake and regret it and go crazy. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't need the love part. Oh, but let's talk about love scenes. This is going to be A's favorite part. So in the book, we have the biologist. We don't have her name. It's just hers. It's an epistolary type uh, telling of this story because we're getting it in journal entries after the fact. Now, we say she's on the spectrum and we say that super respectively. Like, the way she interacts with the world around her, the way she thinks about things, it's, it's clear. There's she's part, she's on the spectrum somewhere, um, and that really is part of that is her character, and it was a big part of it. And I think that when they lost that in the movie, it took away from her character. But what they did in the movie is now she's just like the normal, um, like like a non neurodivergent type hot biology professor type chick who's banging a a coworker. But go ahead, A, describe this for us. Set the scene. Which which part you want me? Okay, so it's ultimately jungle fever. Okay. It is a hundred percent jungle fever. Where not a damn thing makes any sense. Mm-mm. And then it's not even, you can't even really say that they, that they doing the nasty because it's a dance off with just her shoulders, (laughs) maybe, maybe a little neck flex here or there, but it's literally just a little cheerleader shimmy. And then the fact that it's so awkwardly focused on like her shoulders yeah, and her profile is jarring because it's Mm -hmm. like, cool. Can I get a titty? (laughs) No. (laughs) You get the 80 shimmy. Yeah. And then the back and forth, the cut scenes between her shoulder shimmy and his face. I I don't even like, it almost looks like they're not in the same scene. No, I think that the um, soft core, uh, what's his face? Sylvester Stallone was more entertaining than whatever that whole interaction was. I got bored. Somebody yeah, said something about it, so I tracked it down. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. It yeah, also was a lot longer than it really needed to be. Because I remember the three of us just sitting on the couch going like, oh, okay. Right. We, we get it. All right. Yeah. Can we move on? <laughs> like, yeah. this is too much. It was really weird. It didn't make it didn't make any sense. It didn't add anything to the movie. It didn't throw in any Thing. It was just like, let's show you Natalie Portman's skinny ass shoulders and her profile. And also it has, it does nothing for her character. No, her character it, it from the story was doesn't. just fine. Actually, I think it's perfect for what she is showing how she interacts with nature around her, how she grew into this relationship with her husband. And then because of that relationship, the decisions that she makes. And then when he does ultimately come back and the fact that she realizes like, this is a body snatcher. This is not my husband. Um, That all is very intentional and has a lot of consequence for the story. 
where in the movie they're like, listen, we need to check more boxes. So she's going to screw a black guy. And why? Yeah, that, that's really annoying. The, the check the box inclusivity or diversity that really doesn't do anything for the diversity is a waste of time. And just the same thing that people say to authors, do it right. That's all. Yeah. That's all we ask for. Just do it right. I just don't understand the point of it. There's no point. What, what were they trying to do? Make you not like her, or I? Yeah, what? I don't know. Yeah, it it made no sense. But also, like it it gives you nothing for her character because at least in the book while they're separated and he comes back and then the pack that she goes and tries to follow and then there's the ending and all that like it it almost is like this sub romance plot line in this sci-fi horror but it's like a very very vague very tissue but it's like it's a different type of love that they have right this deeper deeper connection so in the movie when she's just like willy-nilly gonna fuck the her co-worker um that's not her that's not her did you guys read the book and the fact that the author was like that's fine who knows if he did or not 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 all authors have the same rights when they come into negotiating this but also here's another thing where they're checking that diversity box so now you you've taken this black man this character you've added him in where he he didn't exist before so you should add him in for a reason and make it worth something but no all you do is make him a cheater because he's married as well. And also like not a very good lover, it seems. <laughs> it was just really disrespectful all around. Another thing on character differences, the husband, because in the book we get the description of what happened during the different expeditions, um, but it's not as visual because we're reading just sort of secondhand, thirdhand reports of it. In the movie, though, they make her husband part of this weird um it, it's, it's I, like a yeah. military special ops group or something but like super super yeah. super secret because he's a medic and that's why he goes um and that's another thing they never really explain like why they would just send men or they would just send women that's never explained, and it's really not explained. In, they, he he mentions it in the book, and we're like, "Cool, we're gonna find out why this is." And then he's like, "Oh, never mind." And we just move on. So that's another thing we don't know, and it's different makeups for each team. Like they didn't have a medic go with them; they had all scientists and a therapist with them. It was like actual military. There's an engineer. Um, they always have the therapist or somebody who can do the hypnosis. But they had two medics with them. They had a big group. And then they're doing some weird apocalypse now type stuff in the abandoned pool, cutting people open on camera like it's a fucking frat party. Like, what do, what do we do with that? Oh, and then can we? Okay, let's just get to the end. Can we talk about the dance off <laughs> with the aluminum alien? Like what? <laughs> I was expecting what the, the fuck floor, was that? Yeah, I was expecting the floor to start lighting up or some shit. I, I just sat there confused. I, 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 I was like, why? What's happening? And then I just 
was confused and confusion. I just kind of shut down and I'm like, look at all the pretty colors because <laughs> it's kind of what that was. They're doing their like, um, what was that? Do they still have that show uh, where they the dancing competition? They do all the, the different types. Yeah. What is Twitch. Remember he, Oh, that's oh, rest, RIP. Um, he was in that show. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like Dancing with the Stars. No, not with the stars. This one was like, I can dance or something. It was like American Idol, but for dancing. Um, oh, America's Dance, Greatest Dance, whatever. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, maybe. Mm. So while they always have to do all the different genres, right, of dancing styles, whatever it's called, this is like the, um, what do you call that? Like the interpretive dance type. <laughs> this, that's what they were doing. Uh. Yeah, like when she ended up on the floor and it was just kind of there on top of her, just mm-hmm. there. Like, yeah. hello, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. That's all it was. Yeah, so I'm going to scooch in here. And then she's like, here, hold this. And it's just like, oh, okay. And what was it, like a, a phosphorus? Um, oh, what do you call it? Oh, Red yeah, phosphorus. phosphorus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was white phosphorus, and like that's not how that explodes. That's not yeah. how that works. That that doesn't burn. Look, okay, it was it's magic in a can. Yeah, I mean, if it gets on you, phosphorus does burn like that. But the way they handed it off, and sh- okay, this is where I got a little confused because we're doing the whole dance off right because it's supposed to be mirroring her because it comes down and it's it's like her clone but it's also her like Siamese twin as well. It makes no fucking sense. But anyway, so the whole time it's like, I'm going to move how you move. We're doing interpretive dance. And then she hands off the grenade and it's just like, oh, I'm going to stop following you. This is really convenient since I'm holding this. And then it just like goes real bright. And then Natalie Portman's like, I'm out. But her husband. Okay. Here, this is this is what was bothering me so much with this fucking movie, and I couldn't put my finger on it. It's in there in the lighthouse. They've already cut off an ability to do a sequel because they do. It's going to be completely different than the books. Because remember, Body Snatcher comes home. Body Snatcher can't live outside the shimmer. It gets the cancer. Husband in the lighthouse he lost the dance off Mm -hmm. that's not what happens in the book in the book we get a fucking chance that's why i put the romance in there because it's not a happily ever after it's like happy potential spoiler she goes and follows him she's like listen i read his journal he said he was taking this boat going up the he's gonna follow it along i'm gonna go there well as well so that it's sweet but natalie portman in the movie is not going to do that because she wants to get back to like her jungle fever for her just really lame sex partner (laughs) um also i don't like that we didn't get the weird plant words in the movie that was really cool in the book was it not the stuff that she's gets contaminated with, with the spores and stuff like that. 
Yeah, but remember, it's like writing shit on the wall. Yeah. It has like a, a saying that it's it's putting out. Yeah. And then I wanted to know, maybe I got to read the other books. I want to know what that saying is. But they don't do that in the movie. And I fucking hate it. Yeah, they just have people turning into plants. Oh, yeah, that was also really weird. Uh, I wanted to elaborate on something really quick now that it yeah. kind of crossed my mind. Is when, I, when I say the phrase jungle fever, I'm referring to like the 80s Wesley Smite movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I just disclaimer because somebody, somebody's going to say prop try and say something when I was oh, just talking about it. You're talking about the Spike Lee movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's, that's, just that's, yeah. that's what I, I, I wasn't, is there's. Oh, oh, it's a different connotation. Yeah, no, we're we're both talking about the movie. Cuz it is a good movie. You liked it? It's it fine. I mean, it's from the oh. 80s. It's Wesley Snipes. I mean, like it's fine. Okay. I'm not going to like choose to turn it on when I'm have free time. That never happens. Like that's not it. Yeah, yeah, Jungle Fever, Wesley Snipes, Spike Lee. Anyway, yeah, I just, I wanted the words. I wanted the plant words. I wanted, we didn't even really get, did they make the tunnel and, or the tower and the lighthouse the same thing? I think so. Yeah. But they, they left out huge points. Well, I mean, at the end when she goes into the lighthouse and there's that whole like tunnel in there. So yeah, they combine mm-hmm. the two. Hmm. But it didn't go down as far as what it did in the book. Or we also, didn't see we didn't it. get the yeah, we didn't get the weird uh, lighthouse keeper monster. Mm-hmm. We needed a monster, not a you know, Skeletor bear, fucking bear thing. Yeah, I wanted the the psych, the psychosis light keeper blob monster, whatever it was supposed to be <laughs> in the tunnel slash tower. But you know what? There's a lot that I got left left out. So I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't know what the fuck was going on at all. Still, with the movie and the book together, I'm still like, hi. Maybe I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm going to read the other books. I'm going to add this to my list. <laughs> Your to be TBR for next year. Yeah, my ever growing existent 144. There's more than 144 books, but I decided to just limit it. It's 144 physical. That's sad. At 200, like, that's sad. At least A, like, reads her books, yes. Oh. Speaking of books. Show me. Let's see. They're all pretty and stuff. They are really pretty and stuff. And the castle. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. All right. Are we ready to close this out? Yes. All right. Um, so our question was, uh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> we we don't know still. <laughs> also, like, really, why did they take her off the spectrum? She needed that. That made the character. Um, so the book to me is fine. I read it on the cruise. I enjoyed it. It's quick. It is only like 130-something pages. It's fine. It has that epistolary feel to it. So I really enjoy that. Um, it's not five stars for me, but I did enjoy it. The movie, it is beautiful. It's very pretty. That's it. 
<laughs> After reading the book, I can't. That what the fuck did they do with that movie? Not not even one star. I like I want to be able to give it zero stars, but it's trash to me. Anyway. Uh for the book, I'd say three out of five. It it was okay. It's just really not my thing. Not what I'm gonna go for at the bookstore and pick up off the shelf. Uh movie, maybe two out of ten. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is a function of me having read the book first, but honestly, the entire time I was watching it, I gave two shits about any of the characters. I gave mm-hmm. two shits about any plot that might have existed at any point. And I, I just, yeah, it's pretty flowers and shimmer and stuff. There was pretty flowers and yeah. shimmer. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? I mean... I'd, I'd watch it high. Does that count? No, can I not say that? Yeah. Actually, that would actually, that might be cool. You're just tripping the whole time. Until but the you'd bear. Have no, like a, you'd have to take a psychedelic. To make yeah, it. It, that, that's definitely a, a psychedelic. Because I'm pretty sure if like cannabinoids would, would make you pass out. Yeah, you like within the first five minutes of that movie definitely yeah. by the sex scene you'd be like <laughs> yeah probably more than likely yeah 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 yeah. i don't know i mean i think if you like things that don't make any sense or <laughs> that you think you can you can interpret into your favor kind of like a prophecy mm. um you would enjoy it if you're pretentious you would enjoy it yeah yeah probably yeah it's like unnecessarily smart because it's actually not smart at all but it gives the air of being smart. Yeah. It seems like yeah. one of those things that, oh, have you seen, have you seen Annihilation? No, I haven't. Oh, you just don't understand it. And then you go and watch it and you come back and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you dare disrespect me like that ever again. You don't understand it, asshole. <laughs> I fucking understand that that movie was unnecessary. How about that? It's garbage. Hmm. All right. So, what is our? You're gonna read. You're gonna watch it. You're gonna fucking not fuck with any other any other. Read. Hey, Jackie said read. I'm not gonna fuck with any of it. That's fair. Um. Hmm. I'm going to say this. If this was not a book I brought on the cruise with me, and mind you, it was a transatlantic cruise. It was like two weeks, all right? I may have DNF'd it if I just picked it up and was reading it here at the house. Maybe. But if you're interested in the story, read the book. But if you want to watch the movie, don't read the book ever because it'll just annoy you. There's that. Anybody else have anything? Do you want to get off your chest about Annihilation? Okay. 
Thank you everyone for listening and don't forget to rate and review. Uh, it really helps us here and it lets us know that you're there and listening and you can even just be like, Hey, stop doing stupid movies like that or do something better or just be better. We appreciate it. Let us know. Um, our links again, all BDA publishing. You can find MC bell on all of the social medias in the ink pot for a Jackie doesn't do any of that shit. You may be able to find her on Facebook, but she's not going to answer you. Um, I haven't logged into Facebook in months. If you need Jackie, I'm telling you, find one of us. We will ping her for you. Um, I can't guarantee that she will respond to you because she'll probably be like, who the fuck is this? I don't know these people. Stop creeping. But if you want to, just reach out or just say in the comments. I'll pull it up for her. Um, all right. So. Oh, yeah. Check out our Patreon. BDA Publishing. Check it out. There's cool stuff. We're going to give you lots of cool stuff. All right. Check out our website, bdapublishing.com. Also, check out our Discord, BDA Publishing. There's a theme. There's a theme there. Just follow it. <laughs> So we are, we're trying to pick back up with the episodes. We're not going to be doing them every week like we used to, not yet at least, but our next one, we're going to be doing practical magic because I've, I've led Jackie on for like two years now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Jackie, we're totally, we're totally going to do it. We're totally, totally going to do it. Um, but we are going to do it this time. This will be the next episode, practical magic. I've watched the movie. I need to read the book. Finish the book. Are you going to do that one with us, A? Are you going to do Practical Magic? Am I invited? Of course. I literally just asked you. I literally <laughs> just asked you. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I adore the movie. So I'm not, I'm not. Wait, you said you, to you what? I adore the movie. Okay. I adore it. I think it's great. It's the ons that do it for me. Like everybody is, else. Is that supposed to be the reaction to it? Is adore it? What? I don't know. I think it's great. Do you, have you I read the, the book? No, I haven't. Okay. I have the whole series. So I guess I should read that then, huh? Mm-hmm. That's the only book I haven't read. Or the only series I haven't read in my whole bookshelves. I feel like this is going to be another scenario like uh, The Princess Bride for me. Where everyone's like, oh my God, practical magic. Woo! And I get on, I'm like, uh, it was cool. <laughs> it's kind of weird that it goes all fluffy and then immediately we're doing fucking necromancy. Like, that's that's a strange plot twist, but all right. It was never fluffy. What? The movie. I haven't read the book. Yeah, the movie's never fluffy. The movie's fluffy to me. That soundtrack and they're running the soundtracks all, you know, I love Stephen X. But it's it's not fluffy. Like mm. the movie's not fluffy at all. Ooh, read 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 the book. Fine. Anyway. Do, is the book violent? Is there blood? No. Shh, fuck. It's it's dark. Yes. There ooh, there are some school. there are some very very uh sensitive topics. Oh. oh, there ain't shit that phases me. So I'm I'm ready for it. Wait, is it the book name called Ma- Practical Magic, or is there like another name? No, it's called Practical Magic. It's by Alice okay, Hoffman. Cool. Yeah, I'm just making sure because there's like four books. 
I have this stupid freaking mass market paperback with this stupid movie cover. I have what's the one I got? I have the um like uh, you have the the fancy sparkly one like yeah, I, do. I do. Yeah, I read it on Kindle this time though. Okay, I'm gonna get my tabs out. This feels like a book to annotate. All right. Well, till that next episode. Uh, also check out DNF Happy Hour. We got stuff going on. Authors interview, weird shit, doing some Krampus stuff. <laughs> check it out. Okay. Until next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye. God damn it. Oh, hi. Bye. bye.